Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Warning. This podcast discusses difficult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Vanya. Hi, I'm Avrin, and this is Rom Crime. What's going on? Oh, God. You know, I feel like I'm healing a little bit mentally, um, like my nervous system is healing from last week. Mm -hmm. But obviously, it's still stressful. Yeah. But I'm not letting it affect me, my health this week, I've decided. Because last week was really rough. Oh, my gosh. Last week felt just just awful it really did like top to bottom awful top to bottom and i was i also do another podcast with as you know with Mm -hmm. mike jensen called mike and vanya can't not because we can't not but we (laughs) we go through a lot of things and you know we actually had a few people um listeners ask like we can't wait to hear what you guys take on this but mike was like you know i can't really talk about it he's like i would just (laughs) suggest you go listen to Vanya and Avrin's rom crime episode from the last wow. one, which was like, I think episode eight. I think you're right. Yeah. So th- I thought that was really sweet. And thank you, Mike Jensen. I love yes, you. Yes, Mike, we love you. I know. And so, and I appreciate you listening. But it was tough. You know, if you guys listened last week, which I'm assuming our devotee. Yes. People, our rom criminals yeah. hopefully did. Yeah, I think they did. And yeah. I hope it gave you guys at least a place to work it out. Yeah. A little bit in your brain. And obviously we are way not for the people who like trump and all that so we are definitely skewed mm-hmm. but i think i think for the good in my I think, opinion yeah i think we'll we'll find ourselves on the right side of history on this one yeah um <laughs> not that was me knocking on wood no absolutely. um but yes thank you also for allowing us to have a space where we could come and work it out together mm-hmm. and share our thoughts with you guys and um i'm with you it's a little somehow a little easier this week, but still feels scary and yeah. the potential for, you know, violence, all of the bad more. things to continue for at least the next, what is it, a week? 
Mm-hmm. The seventeenth, so it's it's the fifteenth today when this is coming out, and so we have two days, right? No, I think oh, the 19, inauguration's 20, the twentieth. Yeah, so we have a little bit. More. So like five, like a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, let's let's we'll talk again after that week is over and see how and that, everything's yeah. going. And that's kind of why we decided this episode we are going to do a movie so yes, and, which we love. Yes, it's a little bit lighter. It's a little, you know, it's Because it's fictional. Exactly. And it's um, fun. But I will say, Vanya and I were joking before. So this movie actually comes out today mm-hmm. on the 15th for streaming. Yep, on, on VOD. It's available in movie theaters, I guess, since like Christmas Day. Right, but you guys aren't going to movie theaters. I hope Unless not. they're drive-ins. Which would I, be fun. Yeah, and I also, if you have a drive-in and it's playing. This would be such a This would be so fun, fun for see. that. But it yeah. is a dark, dark comedy. Mm-hmm. The darkest of the comedies. And so well executed for me mm-hmm. like it it pushed all my buttons in terms That's of right. what makes me watch a movie and then not be able to stop thinking of it afterwards so what is our title it's called promising young woman and it stars carrie mulligan mm-hmm. and it is directed by emerald fennel and that's it's her it's her fennel. directorial debut that's right? right and i just i was texting with mike actually i was like he's like you are so lucky you got to see it um <clears throat> and i was like yeah, I know. And then he was like, well, you know, it's her directorial debut because I was saying I'm obsessed with a filmmaker. Yeah. And I truly am. She is wonderful. But she was a showrunner for, for Killing Eve. Killing Eve. Which is also awesome. And, it, you know, she must have been brilliant because show being a showrunner for a show like that, my God, I can only imagine. Lots of work. Lots of work. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess what we can share, here's what we've decided. We know normally on a, in a movie sode, we just walk you through the movie. Um, that would be just the w- wrong thing to do here. Exactly. This so. is a movie that if if you enjoy rom crime, if you are enjoying our vigilante season of mm-hmm. you know stories of vigilanteism, um, you want to see this movie absolutely. And we do not want to spoil it for you because it is it is a, such an it's an exhilarating movie to watch. It's a frustrating movie to watch. It's just a funny movie to watch. Mm-hmm. It's um it's surprising in ways that I feel like I haven't experienced in a movie in a minute where I was yeah. like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> but I wasn't turn. mad in the wait what? I was like, I just did not see that coming. It was a perfectly executed black comedy. I'm yeah. serious. And like, it has one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. I couldn't be- I honestly could not believe it. Um there was a point in the movie where um Paris Hilton's song Oh yeah. Maybe I'm perfect for you or something like Maybe I'm perfect. They and play that whole damn song. They play the whole it's such a good moment in this it's and it's so eclectic. Like mm-hmm. it's not just pop music. It's, it's all like, over the map. All over the map. So it's some like classic like rock, some real big yeah. hits, like maybe like pop songs from the eighties. There's totally. a musical theater number thrown in here and there. Yeah. And, but it all works. There's a reimagined Britney song yeah. that's haunting and mm-hmm. wonderful. So the soundtrack Look for that. Yep. Um, I think we can tell you the basic premise that you would get from the from that you get from the trailer that has apparently been out and intriguing people for a year now. That's right. As all that you do know at the start of this movie is that Cassie, who is played by a, an absolutely spectacular Carrie Mulligan. Um, I'm saying her name right. Yes, I think so. I think I am. Yeah. yeah. Um, has has dropped out of school for some reason that we don't exactly know, but it involved a friend of hers. And she is um, all about taking that revenge. She dropped out of not any school. It was med school. Right. Med school. I think we can, yeah. Something happened to her friend and it made her drop out of school. And we don't really know what it is, but we know she's taking revenge. Yeah. And this is a movie 
about um, a woman, I think, taking revenge on sexual predators. That's right. On more specifically, even like just the culture, because that's one of my favorite things about the movie, right? So the opening scene, I think we can tell you, is literally a, a gyrating male crotches yeah like a bunch of bros dancing up in the club yep there's no ladies interested in dancing with them so they're kind of dancing like just around each other not together everyone's wearing khakis and blue button downs and you know we've all been in that club i have to say it was for sure triggering for me because as as a bartender in new york there was a certain day where a happy hour happened and it wasn't like nighttime club we didn't work in a club but it was like these certain, I hate to say it, douchebags mm-hmm. were all wearing similar, you know, outfits, uniforms, dare I say. And they were very, uh, didn't respect women. I'll, I'll leave it there. Yeah. And, and this so, is, that's in real time for me. And so I like, when I see, you know, that outfit, I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. And the way that um, the filmmaker shot that, I mean, it's literally a crotch shot. So it's just khaki crotches yep. with, um, Coming untucked, like blue button down. Yes. Do you know what she said? So Emerald Fennel, the um, and I hope I'm saying her name right. It could be Fennel because that sounds cooler. Uh, and she's really cool. She's really pretty. Not yeah. that it matters. Not that it matters. Also, she's an actress. I she heard is. she was in The Crown. She, oh, she was. But yeah. she was also in... Oh, was she the one that played... Um, I haven't really watched Okay, okay. I know I need to. Because Mike I need texted to. me about it too and I thought he meant Carrie Mulligan. But I think she must play uh, the one. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not getting off topic. Here we go. The but, so she's so cool. So she mentioned that she told the male actors to play all the nightclub scenes with care. So uh, let's see. Carrie Mulligan plays Cassie. Yes. So they play any of the scenes with Cassie as though they were the heroes of their own romantic comedy. Okay. Isn't that amazing? And and in this um, article I was reading in the New York Times called Carrie Mulligan Won't Let Hollywood Off the Hook. Oh, I meant um, to read that. I saw that, but really I didn't good. read it. I recommend yeah. it because it goes into Carrie Mulligan's past performances and she's really great. I remember her from an education yes. where she was actually nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. there. But she lost to Sandra Bullock. That's right. Yeah. And she's done, but she's done a lot of mostly period pieces. Like yeah. maybe in the last, I don't know, 15 years of her you know, work she's done mostly, mo- maybe only two were, that were not period pieces. Right. Just a side note, but I thought this was interesting <clears throat> because they said in an o- in another in another era, these guys would have been the heroes of their own romantic comedy. Just look at seminal comedies like Animal House, in which a college freshman debates date raping a passed out girl, or in Sixteen Candles. When Molly Ringwald's love interest leaves his blackout drunk girlfriend with a virgin nerd and tells him, do anything you want. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right? What the And hell? that is so much, I think, when we talk about, like, what this movie is really, like, going deep and diving in hard on is this idea of guys who think that they're, they, they, they genuinely believe that they're mm. a good guy and that they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. But what this movie is here to tell you is that if a woman is unconscious, you cannot touch her. Yeah. There's also like some guys were, you know, are like, well, I was drunk. They were passed out. We were right. both like drunk. everyone was drunk. Please. Right. But it's like it does. It, don't. I'm really excited for. I can't wait for people, people to, see, to see it. And men especially because <clears throat> it definitely walks that. It doesn't walk. I mean, it's a clear line for me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when guys will watch it, they'll just 
get uncomfortable because maybe they'll remember instances where they've been doing the same thing, where you're like coercing somebody to sleep with you or do well, something with you. Well, that's also the beauty of this of this movie. We know that this woman is out there. Yep. Comes up pretty quickly in the movie. I mean, there's a notebook with tons of like tally marks and mm-hmm. names and stuff, and we don't really know exactly what any of it means yeah. other than that these are men, I think, that she has... Accomplish something. Accomplish something with. Something. something, Some way to teach them a lesson. We don't there know the extent of what that lesson is. The movie does a really good job of never really telling you, but yeah. alluding to like possible violence, but also then just shame. I mean, in the scenes where you where you actually see the interaction, because we don't see all of them, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's just like a verbal spanking that she gives these yeah. guys. And another thing we were talking about that I love is who they've cast. Oh, yes. As all of the men, right? So these guys who are the the stars of their own romantic comedies all throughout this movie are guys that really did get their starts playing good guys in interesting in the world of entertainment. Such so a wise Adam Brody, yeah, Adam Brody is, is is in the movie, and he was Seth Cohen on The OC. Mm. The, the actor, I it's something pl- like Plasse, maybe I'm not sure, but he was McLovin, right? And Superbad, yes. so like a pretty harmless guy, dorky harmless guy, yeah. Maybe so. Um, Max Greenfield, who was in the new girl, who was kind of like a douchebag turned nice That's guy. Right. But anyway, her this movie is just so it's the from the aesthetic to the music to the people that she really clearly specifically placed in there. And then you've got like the best acting against type casting I've seen in a long time. Like her mom is played by Jennifer oh Coolidge. Whom I, uh, I mean, I'm Jennifer Coolidge of like. Legally Blonde, and then even better, like Best in Show. You all know who she is. She's the MILF also. Yes. I just watched that documentary about the history of swear words. Oh, yeah. On Netflix. And they talk about how like movies have really upped the ante when it comes to swear words. Because like (laughs) the F word, fuck, was always a word. But MILF, a mom. Like That's right. that was created by a movie called American Pie. That's inspired so by Jennifer Coolidge, who's in this movie. Weird tirade I just went on. No, but, anyway, but she plays totally against type yeah, in this movie. She's very serious. But I, but I guess like with this genre of comedy, you have to play yeah. it dead serious. Dead for serious. It to, to and make there it are some moments where you can't help but laugh because she's just yeah, she's great. You know, she makes such good. She has a great face, and she always she has. Really does. But Molly Shannon also playing against type in this oh. movie. Um, and so it's just, it's a, a, just a, I mean, I guess this is really just a glowing review episode is what it is. We it want is. you all to watch this movie. Go see it or go stream it. But one other, yeah, don't go see it yeah. unless you have a drive-in, but go stream it. Um, but one of the things that I wrote down of what, that I was kind of reading. So this was the film's title, Promising Young Woman, oh, yes, yes, is yes. a play, is, is a play on a phrase used and the actual phrase used by the judge who sentenced rapist Brock Turner to a scant six months in jail, of which he only served three. During the sentencing, this judge called Turner a promising young man and explained his decision was made so as not to derail the young man's life entirely. And the sheer audacity in that perspective, that it is his fate one should be most concerned about without even a mention of his victims, is infuriating and fennel or fennel channels that fury into a searing sharp send-up of a culture where women are always an afterthought daring to put uh, and dares to put one at the center of a conversation about what happens to our bodies when and by whom amen hallelujah see the movie but then also there was an interview with 
Emerald Fennel, where she's talking about why she picked this title. She says, when you look at the phrase promising young woman, so not a promising young man, promising young woman, it's hardly ever used. And if it is used, it's usually to describe a girl who is no longer alive. Crazy. You can only really be a promising young woman when it's too late, when your promise has been completely aborted. Guys, like what? Oh, God. And so Emerald also wrote, she wrote the whole thing. She right. obviously titled it. But one of her, um, I was reading another article mm-hmm. from New York Times Magazine this time. And they, they uh, quote, the title is Emerald Fennel's Dark, Jaded, Funny, Furious Fables of Female Revenge. Trying to say that fast. Yeah, times. I was going to say that was really good, Vaughn. You didn't Thank even you. trip up once. Thank you. But she was talking in, in this um, article about how the idea, came, how it came up. She said one night with her friends, she was... Um, they were getting together like a group of them having dinner and one of the girls or women arriving had mm-hmm. had an interaction with the dude on a train on the tube because they're okay. from they're oh, British yeah, and about him like doing, saying something nasty or who the hell knows they right. didn't go into detail but like I mean could have been groping we don't right. know and how the other women at the table were being like yeah well you know that we've and here's my experience and, this, and the bunch of the men were like what were shocked by the yeah. story and she's like how the hell you've not realized yeah um and so it said in this article the experience was an eye-opener for fennel their surprise was so interesting she said she suspected men would not be so unaware of women's experiences if women weren't culturally shamed into laughing it off or being cool with their trauma helping to create a fairy tale in which everything really was mostly fine and bad things only happened occasionally to girls who probably did something to deserve it Mm -hmm. i mean ew what made this striking was not the actual events the women were describing which were too which just were horrifying it was seeing how really the cultural and the culture enabled and normalized this rape stuff. culture that's what rape culture making is. women feel uncomfortable embarrassed to talk about it honestly yeah and so that's the problem i know yeah i just it's like so good to hear it and see it i'm writing and it's it's true. I mean, I have experiences where I completely laughed it off and normalized yep, it. Same here. And it makes me so mad. Yeah. Now. And especially in hindsight, because that's one thing that I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I remember the first time I heard someone say rape culture. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? I, I didn't really understand because to me, I was like, wait, like there's a culture. Of, right. You know, like, it, I don't know. And I didn't. So then this kind of rebrought that up for me. So I actually looked it up. So what rape culture actually is, is a culture, any culture, in which sexual violence is treated as the norm and victims are blamed for their own assaults. It's not just about sexual violence itself, but about cultural norms and institutions that protect rapists and promote impunity. They shame victims and demand that women make unreasonable sacrifices to avoid being sexually assaulted. Rape culture right. pressures women rape culture pressures women to sacrifice their freedoms and opportunities in order to stay safe because it puts the burden of safety on women's shoulders and blames them when they don't succeed. As a result, certain opportunities are left unavailable to women and still others are restricted by expensive safety precautions, such as not traveling for professional networking unless you can afford your own hotel room. Um, And that amounts essentially to a tax that is levied I've lost my place because I'm, yeah, 
to a tax that is levied exclusively on women. Over time, the cost of that tax adds up to opportunities lost and progress not achieved. When women give up social and economic opportunities in order to stay safe, that affects their progress overall, which in turn affects society's progress overall. 100%. And that is what rape culture is. Yeah. And I liked that it wasn't just like, we're raping women is normal. Because I like to believe that we don't live in a society where I hear that a woman was raped and I'm like, normal. But. No, but. It is normal for women to play off being harassed or have something someone pat their bottom on a subway or a tube mm-hmm. or worse we've yeah. talked about our experiences on the yeah. subway um and just kind of either turning a blind eye or making a joke or making light of it but you know there's a reason women walk home with their car keys between their thumbs at night i know it's very real and that is also addressed in this movie it's interesting too. It's not the same thing, but like even simply when I moved from, you know, Bellingham and the Seattle area to New York City, um, I used to dress like kind of wild, you know, and I was a bit of a peacock, but for some reason it was like a little more accepted there in, in, in the Pacific Northwest. Um, also people, I didn't experience it. Maybe I was too young then, but like I never got cat call, cat called in oh, on the on the right. West Coast. I don't remember getting cat called that much in Kansas. But then <laughs> when you move to New York, it's like a, it's part of it's like weirdly part of the culture, and you oh, feel yeah. really uncomfortable. So I stop. It, it actually is a little bit sad because I've I've always loved dressing. I definitely yeah. find it like. It is an expression of my creativity. Yeah, you love to get dressed up. And like funky stuff and fun. And like, I'm a bit of a, like a clown slash peacock. I don't know, whatever. I like it. Um, But yeah, I started wearing, you know, things where I wouldn't get attention from anybody. Because it was my problem. It was my fault if I... Got catcalled. Yeah. Which it wasn't, by the way. No, I know. But yes, but like, but like the way it makes you feel. It's it was like, same. well, there's something, or not the way that you recognize that there was something that you could change about yourself yeah. in order to stop feeling yeah, and make harassed. Feel safer. Yeah, and to make yourself feel safer. And that is that is just a reality for mm-hmm. all women. And what I love about this movie is if you're a woman who and that that's a big part of the movie too. Though mm. there are a lot of women in this movie that are not innocent. Um, including right. the main, like, like including they're perpetuating the yeah the... they're perpetuating this rape culture that we're yeah. talking about um where it is easier to blame a girl for for being drunk yeah than it is to blame a guy for having sex with a drunk girl without her consent and that's just what's wrong with the world in yeah. terms of um relations between the sexes is it's know. like in, and that's where you know there's no equality when it is on the Onus of a woman to completely change everything about her life, her choices, her mode of dress, just in order to survive. Right. But a man doesn't have to change anything, including his, you know, animalistic belief that he can just take what he wants from a woman. Yeah. And this is my own opinion. I guess it doesn't really have to do specifically with anything yeah. in the movie, but just that, like, this is the, what this movie is talking about in mm-hmm. terms of the culture. Like men who who would never, who anyone who knew them, who's best girlfriend or whose high school girlfriend would be like there's no way he would ever do that right because he's a good guy i know him he's a good guy and that is a pervasive thing that exists and it's like just because you were never victimized by this so-called good guy doesn't mean that that the victim is lying exactly and i think the brock turner case is an excellent example do you know what else is an excellent example um supreme court justice uh brett kavanaugh is an excellent example of Men who are given the benefit of the doubt because they're affable, likable dudes who have taken advantage of girls in situations Ugh. where a girl should not be responsible to have to say, you don't get to touch me because I yeah. had beer just like you had beer. Yeah. 
and I had maybe too many and or your I you know whatever it is and it's just such an interesting yeah. frustrating I'm so glad she made this movie and I hope she keeps making movies oh, about it I'm obsessed and I love um I well one thing I want to say first is like as I'm watching this movie I all I'm thinking is because I have a son and I have a daughter for now this mm-hmm. is what they're assigned but I want to teach them like I, you know, I'm going to be insane. I think my kids are going to think I'm insane, but I'm going to be like, you have to have permission. You cannot touch anyone who's, in fact, don't ever get drunk, either of you. I don't, you know, like- <laughs> Never get drunk. Only and also always ask permission before be, you do anything yeah, to anyone. Like, yeah. it's just, honestly, I'm going to have to do some research on how to talk to my kids. They're very young right now. So right. also another very uh, thing, sticky thing in my brain that I'm like, how, when do you start telling your, you know, daughters or sons, but like, cause right now they're young, they're living in this world of like comfort, like they, they're taking care of us by us, you know? Yeah. Um, but at some point I'm going to have to start teaching them how to protect themselves. Right. It's just a really, I, I'm something I'm thinking about a lot and I'll probably bring it up in other, more podcasts, but I, I, I'm like, how do I, without ruining their Innocence. Innocence. Yeah, I imagine that's a very tricky thing that any parent has but to But I want to protect both of them. Yeah. Like, n- neither of them know there's, you bad. know, horrible... Well, they know there's zombies. There's no... This and true. mummies and vampires. That's but true. they know that they're also kind of fun sometimes, yeah. too. Yeah. But anyways, the other thing I was wanted to mention about this movie, and you touched on it, but the, the cinematography was, uh, let's see, his name was Benjamin Kraken. And he has only done a few other feature lengths as, as well, much like done a ton of shorts. I'm obsessed with the just the visual look of the oh show. Oh my gosh, it's like candy pink, it is. neon, like just like whatever they it's color like you walk corrected into it, like it a great. cotton candy. It's like a fairy tale in a yeah, way. and that's such a beautiful place to set this. Yeah, because it's a story about like the deep ugliness that exists in all you know in the world and in us as individuals. Right. Because that's what I also love about this movie is it doesn't just beg the question like can it be really enjoying to watch a woman take revenge on men who have done people wrong yes i'm telling yes. you right now it is very enjoyable yeah, to but watch it's not that. the same kind of like I, I read that in some article where it was like you know woman walking slow motion down the street with you know explosions behind her like no. revenge story this is very different very yeah and, and the way smart. and the ways in which revenge is enacted is it runs the gamut and it's some of it's really clever and some of it's just outright, like obviously revenge. Um, But what's, I think the most important aspect of why this movie worked for me is that not only do we see these men get theirs, but we also see that when you hold on to hate, when you hold on Mm. to a desire for revenge, that it literally rots you from the inside out and and robs you of your humanity. And it doesn't allow you to really experience life in any meaningful way. And so it questions that too, which I thought that's kind of what we're talking about this whole season with vigilantism though, is it's like the price of it. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there are instances that you and I have both found in our research of real true stories where we're like, I understand why this was the action that was taken. But what we don't get to know because we don't get to meet these people personally is like, what did that act cost them overall? Right. Because nothing is without consequence, you know, even if it was justified and the only way to survive. I mean, you right. don't have to lose sleep at night, but, I, you know, it does probably come with some kind of a cost. Oh, yeah. And this movie really explores the cost of living with that much hate yeah. and desire to. It consumes her. To, like, yeah. To, yeah, it's, it's all consuming. 
God, and it makes so it impossible for her to live a, a normal life, really, in any way. Yeah, she works at a coffee shop um, called Make Me Coffee. Yeah, and, and the, her Laverne boss Cox. is Laverne Cox. She's so great. She's so great. The whole, I mean, everyone in the movie is so great. But Laverne yeah. Cox, I specifically loved her performance and just her kind of, her whole character in a I way know. she was just so funny and yeah. like also a really good friend to yeah. somebody who probably wasn't a great friend in return, yeah. you know, because Cassie wasn't really capable of that. It's true. It's um, true. But man, I hope this makes every single person who listens to this hop on your Prime, your Apple TV, That's whatever right. it is, and you pay the $19.99 for this movie because it's worth it's it. It's worth it, especially since we're all stuck inside. And even though it's such intense material. It's fun. You, I mean, that's the wrong word. I, but but it, no, it, it was. We had fun. I was so, and I, you know, I am one of those people where I'm like, no repe. Yeah. No repe. Well, please, no. Uh, you know what? P.S. I, uh, my husband was like, everybody's talking about how amazing this HBO show is. It's called I May Destroy You. We should watch it. And I'm like, okay, great. And it's about the repe. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> like, know. Why? Well, I'm yeah. like, honey, can, I was like, I needed something light. But I will say, actually, just, it's such a good show, and it's not in your face yet. I don't know. I've only watched the first two episodes. But oh, going back, though, to Promising Young Woman, they don't show the rape, which I enjoy. Ever. And I don't want to give, I don't, I don't think that's a spoiler. I mean, whatever. Right, I think if we, you were, we basically said she's avenging nice guys who aren't nice guys. But what I want to say, but it is about a very intense thing. But I am so sick of watching, like... Like Game of Thrones, that season where every woman got raped. Yeah. I mean, give me a fucking break. There's somebody out there who's enjoying this. Like we don't have to show it to all know the that it time. that it exists it's and horrifying. how horrible it is. And apparently their um excuse is, well, we're just trying to be authentic. But also to that I say, well, then the women should have uh, hair under their armpits and hairy yeah. legs and like make it real then if you're really yeah. trying to be authentic. Anyway, sorry. No, Ta- I appreciate Hot topic button for Vanya. Preach, Vanya, hot because topic you're button. not wrong. But I'm sick of saying... And there is no gratuitous... Like, there is actually never a single moment in this movie where you see an act of violence. No. Like an act of violence committed against a woman. Mm. It's like there it's is. thwarted, isn't it? Oh, well, I mean, but for the most part, like it's all, you know, like the, they never show the rape. They never show the rape. Exactly. It's not like, I was nervous that we were going to see something like the accused, which ruined my yeah, life. No. And, my and I never want to see. Don't. It's horrifying. I mean, I've seen it, but I yeah. never want to see anything like that ever again because I don't need to. It is that I'm is aware. the biggest horror movie I've ever seen in my yeah. life. So, anyways, the uh, kudos to the, all the filmmakers and everyone who's in it. To the editor, I don't. I, mean, I, I don't even think we mentioned the the guy that's kind of like the love interest in the movie. Um, Bo Bo Burnham or I've, Bo. Yeah, that's his name. He's like he a stand-up really comedian, great. right? But I feel yeah, like he has a, a movie star was maybe born. He is very like, charismatic, he, very charming, and he held his own against like some. Against Carrie Mulligan, who's like an Oscar-worthy actress. And they had yep. great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful. We got our rom-com that we wanted for We Vanya. did. I loved it. And um, we got the best soundtrack. I was busy thinking about boys. 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 I was busy dreaming about boys. I think that it's going to be something I listen to. It's just, it's so, it's also just so cool. The music is so freaking cool and the visuals are so cool and it's fun and it's dark and it's funny and it's awful and it's gritty and you definitely 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 need to watch it i think so too and then please 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 send us all the messages on instagram about what you thought i am so excited absolutely we love you guys we love you hey 
Thanks for listening to this episode, movie-sode of uh, Rom Crime Vigilante. And we will uh, talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rom Crime Vigilante. We have new episodes out every Friday, so feel free to subscribe if you want to follow along with us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Rom Crime. That is R-O-M-C-R-I-M-E. Or you can email us at romcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.